like a deer in the headlights or gum in your hair. What got you here will not get you there. Join us as business owners get unstuck in real time on the business building struggles we all share. Welcome to the Business Breakthrough Podcast. And here's your host, Esty Rand. Welcome to the Business Breakthrough Podcast anniversary episode number five. Last but really not least. Oh, that was so cliche. Arthur, welcome back to the show. Esty, it is a pleasure as always to be here. I am so thrilled. Arthur, like I said to you before we hit record, I don't go a week without telling people about you, about your color brain model. It completely rocked my world. On a daily basis, I think about the fact that you told me I'm a chaotic processor, how I was insulted by it, so we, we have to talk more about this. Guys, just a little more about Arthur. He is ranked as one of the global top 10 most influential leadership gurus by Gurus International. He's actually down at number eight top in the world, all right? He's got 21 years experience specializing in psychological approaches to leadership and corporate culture transformation, renowned motivational leadership keynote speaker, trainer in the Asian region, and has advanced corporate training with innovative techniques and tools that have been acknowledged by some of the world's greatest organizers, all right? And he's also got, <laughs> he's got a really long bio. But the other thing you wanna know, he's got a really cool book out called Architects of Extraordinary Team Culture, Five Secrets Hidden in the Ancient Pyramids. And his kids have colored books and, oh my gosh. Okay, we have so many different things we could say about you, we could talk about you, but I, and guys, if you wanna know more about Arthur and all of his stuff and hear that episode where he told me I'm a chaotic processor, but it's not an insult, go to episode 33, so it's sdran.com slash 33 to hear everything else about Arthur. But today, I wanna dive deeper into the colored brain model and how you use it to build teams and understanding the different colors and the people, because it's really rocked my world. I've shared it with clients, it's rocked their worlds. Um, so just hit us with it. How does this thing work? Wow, Esty, well, that's like a big, giant question. Okay, so let's, let's look at, for those people that, uh, let's just kind of get a little bit of a refresher. First of all, colored brain is basically um, a way to measure and identify the brain's ambiguity relief process, okay? So the ambiguity relief process is a genetic process, which means basically that you can't change it. I mean, it's kind of like saying, oh, I want to have brown eyes when I have blue eyes. And well, it, you know, you can go out and get contact lenses, but it doesn't actually change the color of your eyes, right? So the why that's important is because there are so many times when you're out there and you're talking to people and you're thinking, oh my gosh, this person is an idiot. And, you know, <laughs> you, you, <laughs> I tried to hold that back, but I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's true. I mean, we've all been there, right? <clears throat> and so what happens is that we, we make these judgments about people based on the way that they process information, the way that they see things, the, the colored glasses that they look through. <clears throat> and of course, we call this brain racism because people judge okay. <laughs> you by the color of your brain. <laughs> so, colored brain the is applications of colored brain basically help you to first of all kind of figure out that 
you can't change somebody, at least not in this perspective, not in the way that they interpret the world around them. Now, mind you, this is not about what they like or don't like. It's not about uh, whether they uh, like to uh, take risks or don't take risks, whether they're extrovert or extrovert, nothing to do with that. It is only one thing, how their brain gets clarity. And that basically is a process that requires specific genes to do specific things that, that cannot be changed. So when you accept that, so you accept that things cannot be changed, that means that you are essentially ready to kind of move on. It's kind of like this one lady asked me, Arthur, you know, I've been trying to change my husband for the past 10 years. You mean he's not going to change? And it's like, well, no. And, and right. people won't change the way they think. This it really rocked my world because, like, we talk about my husband is uh, more of a relational processor, right? So I'm one of these people. I'm like, okay, I see five options. I'm just gonna pick that one that looks good. Let's go. And he's like, let me see all of the possible options we could have. I'm like, dude, I could have been there and back twice by the time you figure out where we're going. Okay. <laughs> there you go. But that's it's a different type of processing. It, it is. And, and see, that's the thing is, you know, without understanding it, we, we, we believe that, oh my gosh, there's something wrong with this person or they're just not doing things in the right way. And the reason, of course, is because to us, our process of getting clarity is so obvious. I mean, it's like common sense. I mean, you've been there. You've been saying, oh my gosh, it's common sense. How can you not see that? And they're looking at you thinking, that you're an idiot because how can you think that that's common sense when their common sense is totally different? Totally. So I like that the foundation is first acceptance. We all process information differently. We get clarity differently. Um, and that's just who we are and how we are. And typically, and I understood this also, we will often attract people who do process differently. We want to, we want to have different types of processors in our teams, in our organizations. Um, can you break down for me, there are how many? There are five? Four. Well, Four. sort of five, but but two, two of them were kind of combined to make it easier to kind of I deal like with. Four. I like easier. <laughs> I like to distill things. Okay, so what are the four and what do they signify? All right, well, okay, Esty, let's look at yours first. Chaotic processing. Chaotic processing, right? which is so insulting. I'm like, I color code my files by region. I can find things from 15 years ago in under five minutes. <laughs> well, here, let me let me give you let me give you um, uh, somebody I, I recently met. Okay, so here's this girl, and um, she actually uh, gave a talk at a uh, TEDx that I was at, and she's uh, an ex porn star, and so she was doing. Uh, this talk and she was trying to memorize it and do it in this kind of like structured way and everything else and I mean she was okay but the thing is that she also was chaotic processing but she had this high emotional need for excellence I mean she needed to do things absolutely perfect and absolutely right and because she wanted to do these things in an absolutely right way she ended up over structuring something that if she would have just kind of just worked with it and tried to really go with the flow so to speak and you know she would have been much much better and and so chaotic processing is basically where nothing in your brain is connected 
okay? Nothing is connected. But you have, again, these emotional needs, for example, you know, in, in your case, Esty, you have to have this certain amount of uh, control in your environment where you basically know where everything is and how things work and all of that. But see, that's an emotional drive. That is not how you process. So sometimes you end up getting in your own way. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll take the psychoanalysis. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, and, and it's the same kind of thing. We do that. We do that. But see, the, the worst part about this is where, where sometimes, okay, uh, there's this, there was another uh, speaker who I met, and um, oh, speaker from Romania. She was absolutely brilliant and, and you know, all, used to be a model and actress and all this stuff and now doing speaking. And, you know, she had always believed that there was something wrong with her. Why? Because she also had chaotic processing. Nothing is connected. You end up kind of like thinking, oh, okay, here's this thing. Okay, let's just do it. Come on, let's, let's go. Okay, and sometimes you've got this situation where you've got um, these, uh, these, the, the, these things that just suddenly happen and you can deal with them very quickly. But sometimes people don't realize that that's kind of like a, a chaotic processor or green brain superpower. I mean, just the ability to something hits you, and it's like, okay, let's turn it around and deal with it, do it. Okay. Um, while other brain processors may need to process that a little bit more, a green brain or chaotic processor is able to uh, take it even if they make a mistake with it, keep moving, keep moving forward until finally, you know, they achieve the objective. And if something doesn't work, it's no problem because nothing is connected. So they just take that out, put something back in and keep on moving. I like puzzle pieces. It's puzzle pieces. But exactly. there's no one way that puzzle has to be put together. Exactly. And, and, and that, again, is one of the superpowers and also some potentially some of the downfalls, depending on who you're talking to, um, of the green brain, right? Okay. So with the green brain, in fact, the green brains actually make the most mistakes of any other brain processor. Uh, but they also recover faster from their mistakes. In fact, sometimes so fast that nobody even realizes they made a mistake. Fair enough. Okay. I'll accept that too. That makes sense. And, and sometimes, you know, you, you make a mistake and it's like, oh, no, but, you know, you're, you're kind of like working with it, moving along, and suddenly you come up with a site with an idea or a solution that is actually even better than the original one because you just keep on moving. And um, uh, sometimes, of course, green brains can be a little bit distracted. I mean, you know, you're working on something and it's like, but squirrel. Okay, so... <laughs> I know my best, it's like last night, this just happened, it's like midnight and I'm in the middle of emails and suddenly an idea hits me and I'm like, oh my God, that's a genius idea. I like quickly message my sister. I'm like, okay, it's one of SD's midnight ideas. Here we go. Write this down. We're going to try this next week. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> okay. So that's the green brain chaotic processor. Nothing's necessarily connected, but we kind of put together pictures um, like, and I, and again, for me, it's so resonating that it's like a big puzzle. There's all these different pieces, but there's no one way the puzzle has to fit together. You can just, you that's can right. And, and, and if the pieces, if you can't find the right piece, you could just make one. I mean, I, I was going to say, I just cut it up. I, I'll make my yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. I was exactly what I was going to say. <laughs>
<laughs> the puzzle so, pieces are not preset. Who said that? Who said that I can't make one just like someone else made one? I make my own. Doesn't fit. Exactly. And and the thing is that sometimes people believe that because they're not so structured in their process or they're not so logical in their process that sometimes sometimes people think, oh, there's something wrong with me, or oh, I'm not good enough for this or whatever. And it's totally totally not true because what the because what they do have is a superpower now people for example with adhd oftentimes uh most of the time are actually green-brained okay so adhd for example would be an extreme of somebody with chaotic processing that makes sense that makes sense i actually one of my kids who is who is proper ADHD. Um, I'm not actually, shockingly, um, but um, I have some children who are, they got it from the other gene pool. And um, so we were outside and he was in hysterics. I don't remember, he was insulted, upset, I was like, he's crying, crying, crying. And he literally is in the middle of crying. He's like, ah, squirrel, ah. <laughs> like that actually happened. I was like, it's true, impression. <laughs> we were outside and it was a real squirrel and he just, <laughs> and, and then when the squirrel was gone, he remembered that he was in the middle of crying and he came back. Yeah. Okay, so that's green brain. Um, what are the other ones? Give me the next one. All right, next one. All right, the next one is going to be the red brain. Now, this is basically what we call linear processing. Now, linear Ooh, I love these. These are my favorite yeah, assistants. This one is about structure. You, you find structure, you put structure together, you look for structure. If the structure is not there, you might be a little bit frustrated and, you know, and create your own, uh, depending on you know, how much security you need. Some people that need a little bit more security will need more structure and they freak out if you don't give them the structure. Now, take for example, the green brain. The green brains are anti-structure to a certain degree where you, know, you, you, you don't wanna be confined. You wanna be able to do things in your own way and create your own things. Okay, um, so so it's uh, with with the with the red brains though. The more structure there is, the easier it is for them to get clarity. And when they find the structure, they'll kind of start putting things together, and that's how they get clarity. Is kind of seeing how everything fits in a structured perspective, linear, connected, and logical. So this plus this plus this equals this, and when they get you know the, the the facts and and the information they basically just kind of put it into this structure and they'll get clarity now if it turns out though that the the thing that they wanted to achieve didn't work out or the maybe then they think oh my gosh you know this is like i got to start over see the red brains okay they actually make the least mistakes of any other brain color okay um, but if Great they administrators. Mistake, they don't make their own puzzle pieces. You got to give it to them. Plus, you got to give them the picture that the puzzle has to end up looking like at the end. Absolutely. And if you're yourself not quite sure, that can be a challenge. Well, yeah, that, and, and that, that's where the green brains and the red brains have a little bit of uh, some, some issues where the green brains will sometimes kind of say, come on, it's obvious, just do it, man. And they're like, what? <laughs> They're like, no, so, no, what, what, is the, what does the puzzle look like when I'm done? Give me all of the pieces that have to go into it and I'll assemble it, no problem. Exactly, exactly. And, and so then you've got, um, but, but because of this, this logic, 
they're, they're very logical. Um, they're, they're able to kind of put things together. And once they have clarity, then they take action. So oftentimes they'll take action, uh, well, later than say, for example, a green brain, because they need to have that clarity first. Well, the green brain gets clarity in the process of taking action. Totally. And I've seen so, this in my business sometimes where like, I'll tell my sister, okay, like, you know, get that, get that email out, message out, whatever. And, you know, a day later, I'll be like, I didn't see it. She's like, oh yeah, I was waiting for you to just review it and approve it. I'm like, I don't care. I don't care. Just send. <laughs> like, it was good enough. Go. Exactly. Yeah. And, and so with, um, now because the, uh, the red brains, they have this ability to kind of see structure and everything else. They're also able to really predict things. Um, so they're really great for strategic planning, especially long-term kind of stuff, because they can take something that happened in the past, look at what's going to, and, and predict what's going to happen in the future. I feel like that's green brain though. Well, the green brain kind of makes stuff up as they go along, right? So it's the, the, um, because the future is not connected to the past in any way for a green brain. I mean, you got like, oh, that happened. Okay. Now well, let's create something better. Hmm. But you're not looking at it from a perspective of, okay, this happened and we've got this and we've got this and we've got this. Okay. And so now we, if we take that and we kind of, you know, um, amortize it over, you know, the next, uh, you know, year or something like that in a structured way, then, you know, this is going to happen. Oh, but I do do that. It's uh -oh. okay, Misty. Don't worry. We uh -oh. forgive you. I'm red tinged. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a red tinged green brain. No, it goes back to, remember, it goes back to your emotional need for security and control. Okay. You, and, and I can guarantee you that your, when you kind of do that, most of the time, it doesn't actually happen the way that you probably thought it would. Oh, never. <laughs> but I still like to plan it. <laughs> and well, I always tell brain, doing planning, I always say, like, we'll plan it, but like, you know, we're, we're going to, you know, follow the path as it takes us. So like we have the plan, we know it, it gives us the direction, but like no expectations that that's where we land. So you're actually trying to do planning in a green brain way and, and make yourself feel good that you planned. <laughs> I was going to sit on the couch now, just lay back. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Fair enough. I hear. And the, and the red brain will plan and they will follow that plan to a T and they will actually land there at the end. Well, the, the thing is that, 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 um, be, that, that they can actually, I mean, it's, it's a red brain superpower would be able to take something that has happened and actually more or less come up with something that will actually happen in the future. So they can, they're good at creating models. Interesting. Okay, cool. And every green brain needs at least one red brain assistant, at least. Oh, at least. Or a red Minimum. brain wife or husband. <laughs> Some people call that assistant. <laughs> no, but they, they, need, they need that compliment. They do. They do. Well, and again, or, or it could be red brain or, for that matter, the next one is the purple brain or relational processing. Ooh, I like purple. How come I can't have a purple brain? Well, because you're green and right, green okay. has its own superpowers. That's fine. And so, okay, the so what purple, purple brain. Do? See, now purple brain, unlike the, uh, the, the red and the green, everything is already connected for the purple brain. Everything is connected. OK, 
Okay, so that means any amount of information that the purple brain gets, it's already kind of put into this relational database thing. It's already connected. While the red brain has to actually find structure and put structure together, okay, they still have to actively do something to get clarity. While the purple brain, they just need, they just need details. And the more details they have, the more options they have. And the more options they have, now they can actually see. So they need lots and lots and lots and lots and, and lots. And it lots makes me want to cry just thinking about it. Of information. So unbelievably overwhelming and unnecessary. Oh, God, well, that's the green brain's perspective, right? See, that's the green brain's perspective. On the green brain's perspective, it's like, oh my gosh, why are you inundating me with all of these little details and all of this useless stuff that I have to do when I could actually be doing something? That's right. It's such overkill. Like, I don't, ah. <laughs> but, but, that, but, but see, for a purple brain, it's like, see, see, again, if a purple brain makes mistake, okay, they already have all of this information. And what they've done is they've created and found all of these different options. And so if option two didn't work out the way that they thought it was, they've got like, you know, maybe 12 other options that they can choose from. And so they're like, ah, okay, option 10 is the next best thing. So they've already got that. So if they make a mistake, they don't actually have to go back to the drawing board because they already have massive amounts of stuff. So they already have a, a built-in planned fail-safe in their whole process. Okay. But I feel like what I've seen of the people who I would categorize as purple braid, they get all the information, they decide what is the absolute best thing of the 10 million options, and if that <laughs> doesn't work, they're like, okay, now what? That was the absolute best thing. There isn't another absolute best thing. I know, because I've exhausted every possibility that could ever be. Well, but there's always a second best thing. There is always a second best thing. And, and that one is, and if the first best thing didn't work, then, ah, okay, they'll probably get a little extra information and see if the second best thing is the actual best there, thing. That's just a resilience thing. It's not, okay. But the, the information processing is, I need everything. Well, the, yeah. I mean, basically, because the, it's, it's like having this big giant screen. And on this big giant screen, there's like thousands of little TV sets. And each TV set is one part of the bigger picture. <coughs> so they look at the puzzle already assembled. I've already decided to play with the puzzle here. So they oh. look at the puzzle. It's got to be fully assembled for them to make it. Yes, decision. yes, yes, yes. I mean, so once, they, once it's fully assembled, then they can see the options. Got it. So what's their superpower? Well, their superpower is being able to notice all the stuff that green brains don't. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs details? <laughs> and, and, and sometimes, especially in contracts, that might be very, very useful. <laughs> but, but see, when you say something, like this is where I get confused, right? Because you, you, you give me this psychoanalysis where I'm like, I'll just lay on the couch. That makes sense. But I, I do contracts and I do like the tiniest details of the nuances of the agreements. Like, I do that. Are we going to tell me again that's my need for control? It is. Control freak. All right, amazing. Just a control freak. Okay, remember, okay, okay, okay like, let's say, for example, <laughs> Let, let's just take, let's just kind of look at the, look, look at, because a lot of people are probably saying, but Arthur, I think I'm rainbow brained. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm, I'm red tinged, I'm purple tinged. So see, here's the thing, okay? Let's say, for example, analysis. Analysis is very easy in a linear process for a red brain, all right? 
Now, can a green brain analyze things? Absolutely. But see, the process of analysis is different. If you're analyzing something, I mean, it's basically you're kind of like taking, oh, okay, if I do this and you do this, you're kind of making these movies in your head, okay? And, and, and you're kind of looking at all the different scenarios as an action movie. While okay. a red brain would analyze this by actually looking at the structure and analyzing how the structure fits. They're not making movies. Okay, they're looking at, oh, okay, here's this structure, here's this structure, this, you know, fits into this, this fits into this, this fits into this, and so therefore, that is the end result. So that's the type of analysis they do. Everybody can do analysis, it's just, again, it's the process that you use. Everybody can be, you know, really excellence-oriented, but it's the process by which you do it. Everybody can want control, but again, it's the process. Okay, that you do. So for example, let's say you have a purple brain who is not really, that does not have a very high emotional need for security. Okay, so that means even though they need lots of information to get clarity, they may take action even without all of the details, as long as they have enough to kind of give them a good enough picture to have enough options that they can choose. While even a green brain with a high emotional need for security, is basically going to be anal about stuff. <laughs> okay, fair. Fair. I'm saying I'm not going to, I don't feel there. Control, more important than security. So um, I accept the label of control freak. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. So then there's one more color. They're blue brains. Yes, the blue brains. And the blue brains, essentially, this is uh, intuitive processing okay now you know intuition oftentimes is misunderstood as this like woo woo thing the universe gives you it's like oh the universe is speaking to me esty and um well okay let's look at the science behind it it's not really the universe it's the subconscious experience that you have that you didn't know you had I mean, so let's say, for example, it's like, oh, you know, I, let's say a year ago, you say, hey, yeah, I, I want to buy Bitcoin. And it's like, why do you want to buy Bitcoin? No, no, it just feels right. Okay. And you don't have any logical explanation for it. It just, quote, feels right. But in reality, it turns out that six months before that, you were in the grocery store and you were buying eggplant or something. And then suddenly these guys in the background were talking about how this great new thing and it's going to go up and everything else and you didn't hear it okay you, it didn't listen to it but it was in your subconscious mind and suddenly you hear something about oh bitcoin and it's like well that must be it that's that's this i've got this feeling it's going to be great okay and so therefore you go ahead and you you know invest your money okay so intuition essentially is about having access to your subconscious experience that you don't even realize that you have. Now, with the blue brains, okay, their ability to, to, to kind of connect everything also is more based on, a, on this kind of sensitivity. So everything is connected, but it's kind of connected through experience and feelings and and everything everything is connected i mean like time is connected people are connected experience emotions values everything is kind of connected for the blue brain 
And um, when they process, they're actually processing a lot of things at the same time that kind of gives them this kind of sensitivity of what's going on. Now, if a blue brain makes a mistake, what happens is they tend to more be reflective uh, on, on it. So they kind of, they, they may ask people about it later, um, but mostly they'll just kind of sit and reflect, okay, where did it, you know, what happened? And they kind of sit and, and think about it in the, uh, on a personal level. But at the same time, because they have this, you know, sensitivity and their brain actually processes is one of the faster brain processors. So they kind of see things around them and, and, and feel and understand things around them so that, that it gives them this ability to kind of organize things more effectively because they're like, they just kind of see things, right? And at the same time, um, the, 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 the blue brain is also more capable of actual multitasking, okay? For example, women by nature are better multitaskers than men, okay? But um, a blue brain woman is the kind of woman that would be able to be, let's say, cooking dinner, taking care of a baby on a business phone call and painting the ceiling all at the same time. I remember we spoke about this and I remember then saying to you, I'm like, but I could do that. And you're like, yeah, but you're only doing one thing at a time. You're just moving very fast between them. Yeah. Like, it, it, and, and I was like, you're totally right. I thought about it since then because I'll be doing six things, but I'm not really. I'm doing one, then 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 one. Like I'm totally bouncing. I'm just very compartmentalized. And so what I think is so interesting to me in the entire system is that you can have all of the different types of people doing the same things, looking yeah. like they're the same, but <clears throat> how their brain is processing information is different and it doesn't show up necessarily until later. So like one of my kids is a linear processor for sure, right? And so I'll be like, okay, you know, can you like um, just pack up a sandwich quick? Yeah. So like for me, that's like, you know, grab the peanut butter, grab the bread, put it together, out it goes. For this kid, it's like, okay, I'm going to go and find the peanut butter. I'm going to go and find the bread. Do we want the crust on or off? Do you want peanut butter on both sides? And they're like, ah, I'm gonna make the sandwich myself. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I have um, my, uh, I have two children also. So Dante, uh, who is green brain, just like me, and uh, Alessandro, red brain, just like his mom. Gotcha. Yeah. So it's just like, okay, just ah, forget it. <laughs> Taking too long. So both of us can make a sandwich. But exactly. it, it, it's just a completely different process of how we make that sandwich and how we get there. And so, also yeah. the frustration that goes with that is one of the things that Colored Brain is about. Because once you understand how a person, I, I mean, basically Colored Brain is, is, is going to help you to do three things. Number one, it helps you to what we call increase your circle of tolerance. And tolerance doesn't mean that you just, you know, accept substandard behavior. Tolerance means that circle of increased circle of tolerance means that you understand what it is so that you can deal with it intelligently instead of react to it. Okay. Love the other that. thing is manage your own expectations. So if I'm managing my own expectations, I know that, oh, I'm green brain. And if I expect everybody else to be green brained, well, you know, it's not going to happen. Okay. And of course, the other thing, which is a super important one, is that we oftentimes accidentally set people up for failure by asking them to do things based on our common sense and our process when they can't. I mean, or, well, they can, but again, it's just going to be much harder for them and much more frustrating. 
And so by understanding how to set people up for success rather than failure, you're going to have much more synergy and much more productivity. That was part, I was just going to ask you how we apply this. And then you told me how we apply it. Um, what would be, let's say like a practical, um, business application. Like, I feel like that, that of course applies in business and workplaces in, in personal, um, relationships and family systems. Um, where would be like a practical business application for your typical, let's say green brain entrepreneur, um, who's got, you know, a red or, or even a purple brain. Well, okay. Brain. First of all, I mean, one of the key things here is that it, uh, colored brain is only uh, one portion of the equation, right? Remember, right. this is only how you, it's your how, basically, okay. how you interpret, how you get clarity, okay? The, the other part is the why, okay? And that's emotional drives, which is, you know, in, in, uh, in the book that you mentioned earlier, The Architects of Extraordinary Team Culture, if you combine colored brain and you combine emotional drives, you can completely predict team performance. Cool. Okay? And, and, and that means that if you've got, you know, and, and I mean, even with the research that we were doing, I mean, there was um, one situation where we got this guy, uh, well, we've got this team and there's nine people on this team and it's a logistics team and they're falling behind on their time. They're falling behind on the quality of delivery um, and, you know, things are getting damaged and everything else. After observation for two days, we just took one guy out. So now we had eight people on the team. Okay. Guess what happened? Better performance? Better performance. So they were actually doing better with eight people. Okay. Everything improved. Deli on time delivery improved. Uh, quality improved. Everything improved when we removed one person. One person that was basically affecting the entire team in a negative way. And, you know, by understanding the little bits and pieces, oh, this brain color and these emotional drives are going to affect these other people with these brain colors and these emotional drives in this way. And this is, you know, so it's, it's, I mean, like you were talking, it's a recipe, right? It's all a recipe. And let's say, for example, you've got a green brain entrepreneur, um, even just talking, just colored brain, the green brain entrepreneur with multiple people um, on his team is going to be better off than a green brain entrepreneur with a whole bunch of green brain people on his team. Oh my gosh, I can't even imagine it. it sounds scary. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel like I need any other green brains. <laughs> I feel like I have no. that's, but that's, but that's not how people hire. See, especially the entrepreneurs, what do they do? It's like, oh, dude, you're just like me, man. All right, let's just do it. <laughs> yeah, you do. I, I have seen that. They're, those relationships are always disastrous. You've got two people who can't get anything done. Yeah, and, and, and again, that's, but, but that's an important factor to consider as an entrepreneur or, you know, especially with, you know, all the startups coming up because people want to hire people who are like them. Ah, you can, I can see it just clearly as you can, man. You know, it's the same, it's, you know, we're the same. And again, that happens to be somewhat counterproductive. Totally. You want, you want to get a well-rounded rainbow brain team. There you go. But, but you got to be able to deal with the rainbow team without killing them right tolerance it, acceptance giving everyone the space to process in the way that they need giving them what and, they need. and oh. and that's what colored brain is and so for example i mean even in the um, on on the online system right just knowing it by yourself doesn't uh 
doesn't help you that much if you're in a team. So inside the system, okay, the entire team can be on there, okay? So let's say even if you've got a team of 20 or 50 or whatever, so you got all these people on your team. And inside the system, you can see, oh my gosh, these guys are in your danger zone. So it's got this little red thing. And then if you're in their danger zone, it's got a little skull and crossbones next to their picture. And um, <laughs> <laughs> so you've got this, this thing where uh, now people can, can see who they may have difficulties in connecting and communicating with, okay? Now, okay. but on top of that, you've got these little buttons, right? And the little buttons, let's say, you, I, let's say you're on my team, I click on your picture on this little thing that says um, uh, additional insights. And I say, oh, okay, how to be more productive with this person, right? And it gives me actual tips. So that way people don't have to remember all this stuff all the time, but after using it for a while, it becomes second nature. They don't have to make references to the tips. Got it, very cool. Ah, I wish we had longer to talk. I have to bring you back again. Um, this was amazing. Guys, color brain, mind blowing. Next time I have to bring you back, we're gonna have to talk about the emotional drive so we can put the whole thing together. Absolutely. Um, this was awesome. So Arthur, where can people find you, find more about Colored Brain, get your book, where should they go? Wow, well let's see, uh, the book, uh, uh, Architects of Extraordinary Team Culture, Five Secrets Hidden in the Ancient Pyramids can be found on Amazon. Uh, Colored Brain can be found at coloredbrain.com, go figure. Uh, more about me at karmazi.net, karmazi spelled, of course, common sense. The <laughs> <laughs> There's a bunch of Z's in there. M-A-Z-Z-I dot net. Awesome. And we'll put all those links on sdran.com slash A5 for you guys. Arthur, this was really awesome. Oh, and at the end, I always <laughs> like to surprise my guests and ask for a quote, because I love quotes. I don't know if you remember that from last time. But if you can give us a quote to send us on our day, that'd be amazing. Wow, a quote. Um, okay. I'm trying to sound profound here. You don't <laughs> have to. You, <laughs> but, have, you uh, could be Google, right? Yeah. Don't be evil or something. I forgot what their thing is. <laughs> Do no harm. I don't remember what it is. Okay. Anyway, the idea here, just to, uh, in general, okay, a better leader is not someone who develops followers, but who develops an environment where people can bring out the best of who they are and take their own leadership roles to work together as a, for a greater cause. I love that. That is very profound. Well, it at least awesome. took me a few minutes to kind of process that, right? <laughs> to, to pull it together from all its little floating pieces. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Arthur, this is great. It is always so much fun talking to you. Guys, Go check out episode 33 if you want to know more about Arthur's story. He's got some really good stories. And uh, subscribe, duh. And leave us a review. Guys, we've been here for a year. Can you believe it? So we need to like, oh let iTunes know. A year. A year. This That's is our awesome. one-year anniversary. That's what this little wow. series is about. We're celebrating. We have beaten out like over 60% of podcasters who never even make it past the first few months. Um, wow. Most podcasts never last more than a couple of months. Most people never get past like the first like 15 to 20 episodes. Um, but we are a year and going strong. Wow. Hey, so now, now that you mentioned that, can I plug my YouTube channel, Esty? Yeah, go for it. Okay. 
go youtube.com slash karmazi tv how original oh i love it no listen everyone's got their own tv now that's perfect and hey. guys we will catch you next week arthur thank you so much my pleasure Esty. it's always a pleasure because you are so awesome you've been listening to the business breakthrough podcast with sd rand if you're looking for a breakthrough in your business reach out at sdrand.com slash breakthrough to be a guest on the show everyone's got a business struggle what's yours